Credulous installment will feature commentary from comrades Scott, Joe, and myself. On the agenda, Baldwin faces an uncertain future, Biden to declare an end to the pandemic, and all of the protections against destitution it may have afforded. mRNA vaccines, Moderna, and the state, a response to the murder of Tyree Nichols, Zelensky calls up more banks and we send out more tanks, Israel's enthusiasm for ethnic cleansing, how dangerous is uranium really? and the real reason we can't have nice trains. The slams are gelatinous, but they taste fabulous. Neocons, they always fucking do it. At least they're honest in their racism. But the libs are like sitting behind, you know, the desk, just fucking waiting for to say a fucking slur. And now all of a sudden, you know, you can do it to Russians. They're like, fuck yeah, fucking give me a fucking Russian baby. I'm going to fucking fuck it. You know? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but uh, no, honestly, somebody's going to clip that. Yeah. It's going to be funny. <laughs> I can't, like, he doesn't, Jesse doesn't tell us when he's going to start recording, so he just starts recording. I do. And it catches me <laughs> off guard every time. I love it. Um, and by love it, f- you mean, like, internally panicking. No, I don't. No, no. Honestly, like, these are the moments that I actually, like, genuinely enjoy with this show, where, like, I don't know what to do. And so I have to come up with something. <laughs> like, I have to, like, this moment necessitates some sort of invention. And so I like it. You know, I have to think of something, some sort of breaking news. Oh, so it like forces you to do improv. Yeah, basically, that's what I'm saying. Baby, you know, I'm recording the podcast. <laughs> that that's, that's kind of a cool way of looking at it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, breaking Holy news. Holy shit, Ale- dude. Sorry. I'm just going to stop trying. Okay. These, what? I, sorry. I, <laughs> the fuck? I, I just grabbed these these noodles from 7-Eleven and the only shit in English says volcano chicken noodle. Because uh, it's super spicy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the fucking shit you get at like some bodega. It's like it's like, oh my god, it's like lava. It's so we good. We love though. it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's the other thing. Is it's so good. There's plenty of that product placement on the Three Body Show. I actually don't want to talk about that this week. Uh, but yeah, Alec Baldwin might go to jail. He should. Uh, also, he shot someone. You see what I did there? Uh, yeah. Alec Baldwin should just go to... No, okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> Honestly, like, he is to blame for the shooting on that set because he was the producer of the film. Not only the star, but the producer. He is the person who, like, is responsible for that movie even, like, being made in the first place. Like, he hired the shitty prop masters who didn't check what they were fucking doing. So it doesn't really matter if he was holding the gun or if it was another actor. Alec Baldwin is still to blame. That's my three, uh, two cents on that fucking debacle. Um, we need unions in this fun. Fu- Everybody needs stronger unions, motherfuckers. Like Hollywood, Starbucks, everybody, Joe, everybody. I agree with both of those statements because at the end of the day, the buck stops with the guy in charge. And like, as you put it, like he hired the dude. So whether or not he actually like fired the weapon is irrelevant because he's responsible for those working conditions that are killing yeah. people. He also fired the weapon, though. Yeah, that there is that too. <laughs> so he did, I mean, he Jesus Christ, both. like... 
I'm not even a prop master, and I know, like, you have to check the gun every, like, before you're handing it off, before that person is going to fire the gun, like, every step of the process, you have to check to make sure that that gun is fake and won't kill anyone. It's, ins- like, there, you, ha- ah, how this happened is just insane. It's insane. It, it doesn't make to any the quality sense to of the unions in the film industry right now, and, like, what's going on in independent film right now is just, like, I mean, we, like, people need protections. And, it, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's just, this shouldn't happen. It seems like somebody was trying to set him up. Like, there's no way in hell that you could fuck up that badly. I, I literally cannot conceive of a mistake like that. Remember, Please. Mr. Baldwin, don't point that end at someone else. That's the pointy end. Don't want to point that at people. Like, that's someone's job yeah. and you can't even do that, right? You're not, yeah. Maybe you're you should reevaluate to... your, like, career choice. There were a lot of steps. Well, here's the other thing is if you're aiming a gun at the camera, basically the gun should be aimed t- towards the ground. And so you should be trying to manipulate the shot in a way where like, that's not how it looks, you know? Cause you don't want to, like, uh, there's so many things you need to know that didn't happen. Anyways, sorry. I want to move on from this, but Jesse, whatever you need to say, and then we'll get into the news, real news. No, I was just going to say like, there's multiple steps that involve loading a fucking gun, you know? <laughs> That too. It's not like the bullet jumped in there. No. This is what killed Brandon Lee. Like, did somebody accidentally have, like, an identical gun that was loaded and, like, put it next to the prop gun? And then, like... Yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, Why is there uh, a loaded gun uh, on uh, set? Which one is it? Yeah. <laughs> Eeny, meeny, miny. Okay. That, oh. Action. I mean, it, it's Christ, like Russian you... roulette, but instead of, like, you putting, like, one bullet in the chamber, you're just like, okay, this gun isn't loaded, this one is, they look the same, but, like, we don't know for sure which one it is, so, like, just pick it up and, like, point it at someone, and we'll find out. And if you know what you're doing with editing and, like, visual effects, just use the prop gun to make it look the like The magic of editing! This is why, like, when I'm drinking something and I have a spitter, I try to use two different brands, because I have drank dip spit before, would not recommend. Ugh, terrible, uh, terrible thing to imagine. To talk to, to Joe. Sorry. Oh boy, my energy. Where'd it go? It's your job. I give you money, you give me ideas. And you never say thank you. That's what the money is for. Joe, do your job. Tell us the news. Well, with my actual employer, they didn't even do that. But yeah, you know, that's Joe's that's not a, getting that's paid this week. <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Which required me to show up at Pfizer at like one in the afternoon on a Tuesday. And my boss was like kind of freaked out because I only do that when I'm in a bad mood. Do you think your boss is afraid you're going to come in with like a like a weapon at some point? Like, like, do you think he? No, but I but I do regularly talk down to him like he's a small child. I mean, I'm starting to do that with my manager and he doesn't really realize that I mean it. But, you know, whatever. Uh, Maybe bleep that out. Anyways. Oh, uh, yeah. Go on, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, speaking of better unions, uh, teachers in Woburn, Massachusetts have started a wildcat strike that is, as of time of recording, is, uh, has been ongoing for over two days now. All 10 schools in Woburn are shut down as all of the teachers are on strike as even though it is illegal for public school teachers to go on strike in Massachusetts, they're doing it anyways, in spite of the fact that a judge or uh, put in like an injunction to force the teachers back to school and the teachers are essentially like, fuck this, we're staying on the picket line. It's illegal for teachers to go on strike in Massachusetts? Correct. Correct. <sighs> okay. I just needed you to say that to me again. Okay. <sighs> That's why we need that wildcat. We do. Rent yeah. control is effectively illegal, too. Uh. 
the main oh. sticking point is that uh, the, the Woburn Teachers Association wants a $5,000 raise for paraprofessionals. What the union is asking for is that the paraprofessionals go from having a base salary of $22,000 to $27,000. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, that's like what I make. <laughs> I don't. I, That's what the teachers' association that. is asking for. They're not even asking for like thirty thousand dollars, whatever. They're asking for twenty-seven. Yeah. I can't think of a, a worse disincentive to just not work in education. Yeah, Woburn Teachers Association says it wants pay raises for teachers as well as smaller class sizes, twice a week physical education classes for elementary students. A city and school district officials say they have offered a fair deal. They're cutting back on PE? Apparently. What the fuck happened to school? Apparently they don't even have two classes a week, so... What the fuck happened to school? They've already cut back on PE. (sighs) This is a quote from a a Globe article. Uh, Massachusetts teachers are barred from striking under state law and could face fines for violating this order, but the Massachusetts teachers Association is seeking to make such actions illegal. Governor Maura Healy on Tuesday told GBH News Boston Public Radio that she wouldn't take a position on the legislation, but she has spoken to union and city leaders in Woburn and hoped they would have already reached an agreement. Oh, yeah. Isn't that her fucking job? Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's why I I bring it up. Isn't that why people voted for to take a position on that? Yeah, that's a press release that's literally saying, like, eh, not my problem. Go fuck yourself. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) That's insane. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Sadly, it seems that I might have been correct about more Healy not really being any different from Charlie Baker. Yeah, wow, dude. You really really saw through the facade. (laughs) No, but, like... It was predictable. Anybody could have seen that. But it was like, I was hoping that I might somehow just be like overly cynical about it. No. No, not this time. Nope. No, you're right. I, I usually like being wrong about these kind of things, but. You do? Sadly. <laughs> Do you? All right, well, it's nice. Well, because I I want to live in a better world. Pussy. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I want want to live in a a world that's less shitty. And given that, like, I am not the most optimistic of people. Yeah. Being wrong usually means it's good for the, you know, the wider world. Yeah. 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 Billions of people just living out their lives. (laughs) Yes. That's fucked up. Who made, who wrote, okay, how long is that law of teachers can't strike been on the books? Because that's ridiculous. Uh, Actually, that's a crazy question. That's some fucked up shit. I don't like it. I understand that the education standards in this state is important because we got schools like Harvard and MIT and jerk me off Suffolk or whatever. But like, come on, dog. (laughs) Like, let teachers strike. It's like basic human. I would love if they put that on the brochure. Like, jerk me off Suffolk. Yeah, Come here for the $59,000 tuition or whatever the fuck it is now at Suffolk. Suffolk, a school that almost gets, they almost lose their accreditation like every 10 years. I love it. Anyways, <laughs> keep moving on. Uh, so yeah, they're striking over like very basic things. Like the negotiators for the for the school district didn't even show up to the last negotiation, and they just left the teachers God waiting for like eight hours. That's that's fucking. That is some. This is like shit that's happening to Starbucks workers. Yeah, no, exactly. I was about to say I've experienced shit like that, so that like personally pisses me off. So fuck. Oh my god, this is an interesting thing because I keep thinking about this. 
every couple mornings or so I have I have these reflective moments where I think that like we're back in it in terms of like the uh, labor movements that happened in the 20s of the 19th or of the 20th century. Now this is 20th first 21st century. Sorry about my t- uh, twisted tongue there for a second. Now in the 20s again, it's labor movements all over again. It's capital against labor all over again. You motherfuckers. Baby. I just read the Jakarta method and like just thinking about the whole broad thing and thinking about like the real message of the end of that book is that like capitalists didn't just like destroy the potential of a communist future but they destroyed the potential of any other type of future Dude, besides a capitalist spoilers. future spoilers come on man <laughs> i haven't gotten to that point in history yet i'm still waiting to see <laughs> how it goes i'm sorry buddy i'm still waiting I'm to see sorry, how it goes buddy. with sicarno yeah <laughs> i'm hoping he can turn over a new leaf you know i don't know man <laughs> I don't know, man. But like, no, but I just, I keep thinking about that. Like we're trapped in this unfortunate cage of like capital and how it's, this is another chance for us to try to fight back against the forces, especially when you hear the news that like climate change, we might hit the three degrees by 2050. So like, you know, everything sucks. Joe, please move on. Talk about. Well, hold on. I want to remind you and the listeners that. Spoilers of history. (laughs) Dialectical materialism would have us believe that change comes in minute quanta until there is a tipping point at which point it becomes a qualitative shift. You're not going to be able to see this, whatever the monumental thing is in advance necessarily. Like it could just be that something finally tips the scales. Yeah, this is true. Because I do kind of ascribe to the theory that revolutions happen more based on like discrete conditions of the moment that are like, that have been building up, but then like there's some like tipping point that like no one sees coming and that's when it happens. I do ascribe to that theory which is why it hasn't happened yet sorry (laughs) there is a kind of opportunism that marxists need to get good at and that is like when there is a kind of a mass popular dissent about something being able to harness that into an actual movement rather than taking on those people's political views as their own or letting those moments pass them by because it's not exactly what we believe and exactly why we believe it correct right yeah so the White House announced today that they're allowing the public health emergency to formally wind down, run out, and expire on uh, May 11th. Oh. Well, COVID is still very much you got time thing. to stock up now. You know what? You know what's fucked up about this, right? That like 3,700 people died of COVID last week. No, no, that not that. Come on. But that's uh, just the like, normality oh, now, dude. It's not a public health emergency anymore, though. Yeah, if they could have ended, right. if they could. <laughs> ended covid why didn't they do it sooner yeah yeah that's an oversight going with this Yeah, but no, 30,000 people a week is just like, that's normal now. No, it's exactly like what the fuck Cussbaum and a lot of other people fucking predicted is that that's going to just be uh, Matt Christmas. That's just going to be like normalized is like losing 30,000 people more than usual die every week now. Like that's just going to be like something normal. Sorry, sucks. But like that's that's all they were trying to do. They put us in a pen long enough to get us used to kind of like kind of like a frog in in a boiling thing of water. Just kind of getting us 
used to uh, just getting us used to it that it's just gonna be normal now you know we had the time inside where they let us all go fucking insane where we begged for them to let us back out and then they did and then they've just been slowly god this is like very conspiratorial if you really think about what i'm saying they just kind of slowly started to peel things back and let us get more you know took away more and more things until now we're here and that's you know it was an inevitability it's not conspiratorial so much as that's a pretty apt they were gonna do nothing they were never gonna do anything about it and that's just what this was the plan yeah pretty much uh government has said so in several like actual official reports they were fucking lucky that two companies fucking produced goddamn vaccines because if they didn't we would still be inside because they didn't have a fucking plan they weren't lucky though because they had been subsidizing because Moderna literally got a billion dollars of u.s taxpayer money that paid for their research and development costs yeah this was the culmination of like decades of research i mean those companies were lucky but like not the i'm you know well not really like what i'm what i'm saying here right is is okay, the narr- fine. We're, we're all fine here's what i'm saying the narrative is that these companies rose to the occasion and innovated accordingly the truth is that they already had the capacity to do this like it's just the government offered them a fuck ton of money up front before they it even gone into production and so it was like the pursuit of profits the technology existed to create a vaccine using this method for whatever the next big one was going to be and so in this case that next big one happened to be oh and sars cov2 yeah and then they were like also here's a billion dollars I get it. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Well, there's blood on everyone's hands. We're all fucked. I mean, what can you say? mRNA vaccines have essentially been in the works since the discovery of messenger RNA in the 1960s. But market forces have predictably stymied any real progress toward developing and manufacturing mRNA vaccines at scale. Researchers proved in the 90s that they could effectively immunize people against Ebola, for instance, but the venture was abandoned due to its commercial non-viability in the United States. Moderna managed to accumulate investors to the tune of billions of dollars before the company ever released a single data point from clinical trials. The Department of Defense had even quietly extended a grant to Moderna in 2013. Only after receiving a generous federal subsidy and an exclusive contract to manufacture COVID-19 vaccines in the United States did Moderna finally implement decades of cumulative research into an actual product, one which I have personally benefited from and which remains Moderna's sole commercially available product. The company went from operating at a net loss of $747 million in 2020 to a $12 billion net gain in 2021. They have additionally sued their primary competitor, Pfizer, for allegedly violating the Moderna patent. It's difficult to comprehend or even to know the amount of money that's been spent on research, the results of which are withheld from the public and eventually sold to larger corporations, never to see the light of day until and unless they are profitable beyond risk or doubt. The point here is not to single out Moderna, or any other corporation for that matter, but to illustrate how the private sector fails to innovate, even when demand is high, without support from the state, and a guarantee that the technology cannot be replicated, for the sake of, say, improving upon it, for some time. So, allowing this to expire has 
several different implications. One, Oompa Loompas. the U.S. government will stop buying vaccines, hmm. and that will just get handed over to the private sector. Yeah, so the vaccine is going to be $1,000. <laughs> Pfizer and Moderna have both stated that they are going to be raising the cost of their vaccine doses. Moderna's doses, uh, the government's been buying them for the past two years at a price of $20 per dose. Mm. And Moderna is going to be raising the cost of uh, their vaccine doses from like $20 a dose to $130 a dose. Here we go, baby. Woo! Pfizer didn't get any government money because they didn't want uh, any accountability to uh, a public entity. So they just did it themselves privately. They're also going to be raising the cost of their vaccine from like $47 Mm. a dose to uh, 130 and not a steep an increase but jesus <laughs> according to oxfam the cost of uh the mrna vaccines could be produced for as little as between a dollar and 18 cents a dose to two dollars and 85 cents a dose and they're going to be charging 130 dollars per dose it's like a thousand percent markup awesome <laughs> Oh, doesn't capitalism rule? (laughs) So not only is there going to be the privatization of vaccines, but also millions of people are going to be kicked off of the social safety net because one of the things the public health emergency did is that the federal government had a deal with the states in which they get like a 6% increase in the amount of money that they get for their Medicaid programs. And in exchange, states will not be actively trying to kick people off of their Medicaid programs. They will not be trying to kick them off SNAP. They will not be trying to kick them off of like income assistance programs. But when that public health emergency formally ends, the estimates are that anywhere between 14 and 16 million people are going to be in imminent danger of being kicked off of Medicaid. About four to seven million households are going to be at risk of losing SNAP benefits. Basically what you're saying is that like they're not going to kick people off the programs if the programs aren't going to have money anyways. No, they got a raise on top of what they already had. Yeah, that raise is going to go away. In exchange for not kicking people off. Who got the raise? Wait, what? <laughs> the states got a 6% bonus. Yeah, I'm talking about people, though. Allotment. The states aren't being pressured to kick people off the programs, yes? They aren't being pressured to, but the states want to because that saves them money. But at the same time, those programs won't be getting money anyways, right? No, they'll still be getting money. Didn't you just say that the, that they're going to end the money? What are you talking about? Wait a minute. No. <laughs> They, they were getting a, an additional bit of money as like okay. basically a bribe to not kick people off programs. Who is getting the additional money? The fucking people or the fucking the states? states? And were they get okay? So were the people getting that money from the state? No, like no. the way that what the fuck are you saying? Like I'm confused. Do you know how like Medicare and Medicaid work on a state level? Apparently not. Basically, some states they get like block grants and they can spend it essentially however they want. Well, that's actually all Medicaid states. Bill Clinton restructured and partially privatized Medicaid in 1996, in which instead of the government reimbursing like Medicare does, like a normal healthcare program. The way Medicaid operates is that every year, each state gets like a lump sum of money. A single lump sum every year is like, this is your allotment for Medicaid. And Medicaid, the way it works is that it's like a partnership between like the states and the government or like depending on how wealthy your state is, that dictates like the percentage of which the amount of money that the government will fund. Massachusetts is one of the wealthier states. And so the state of Massachusetts has to cover like 60% of the mass health costs and the government will fund like 40% of the the annual costs. 
and like poor states like Mississippi, they'll get like 90% of it covered by the federal government and the state government will still have to cover like the other 10%. And so each yeah. state gets like a block grant, a lump sum of money. And once the money is wired over the states, there's no restriction on what they can use that money for. Like they don't actually have to use that money for their Medicaid programs. Some use it to just give bonuses to police departments. Others use it for like plugging holes elsewhere in their state budgets. You don't actually have to use it to pay for Medicaid. You could do whatever the fuck you want with it. Yeah. So, But you only get a limited amount. Sure. You get that one block grant a year. And the deal that the government made with these states at the beginning of COVID is, okay, we'll increase your allotment. Like we'll increase your block grant by like 6% if you don't kick people off the programs during the course of this public health emergency. Okay. So now that the emergency is ending. They no longer have an incentive to not like start actively trying to kick people off off of Medicaid because the more people that are on Medicaid, the more the state's budget actually has to go towards paying for Medicaid. I think a better word than incentive would be accountability. Okay. No, because the way you worded that just made it sound that like, even though like now that it's over, they're not going to pressure people to go off the programs, but they're not going to have the money. But now you made that clear that, okay, now I understand. Sorry. It's not like the state is pressuring individuals. It's that people are just no longer going to qualify and they're going to get dropped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I get it. Okay. No coercion involved. Like you just wake up one day and you're not covered anymore. Yep. Or you get a letter saying like, oh, like you, uh, you forgot to like, forgot to send us back this proof of residency form or whatever. And you've missed the window. And so you, now you, you're uh, unenrolled. Wasn't Michelle Wu using our money for something? Mm-hmm. That, like people like piss people off, whatever. Anyways, whatever. Oh. Burp it up. Burp it out. Anyway, sorry. For that was my, a pretty, uh, hold on. That was a pretty vague statement. Like what, what, what window was she was redirecting a, an amount of the money that the state was getting or that the city was getting for covid to like housing or something yeah she was actually doing like good things with it yeah so now that that's gone that sucks it wasn't like spending for the whole state because she doesn't have jurisdiction over the whole state but yeah no no, no. i know yeah and that pissed off some of the more conservative councils pissed off people that fucking don't use public infrastructure because yeah. they are too rich to interact fucking with the losers. pores how dare you like spend money on poor people? You get their private vehicles and their fucking valet guy, and then they get their fucking fancy ass meals and their fucking like. You get their fucking box seat tickets. They get their box fucking, seats. Box fucking seats balls. Fucking they waxed. Ball. They get their balls waxed by some. Money, money, money. Filipino woman that they can take advantage of and then uh, you're not an tell their wife about it. With this, what are we doing? This uh, is awesome. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the specificity of this is uh, yeah. weird. You have more to say about the COVID? I forgot another really bad thing that comes from like this uh, health emergency formally ending is uh, that the student loan debt cancellation program is effectively dead because not only are really, people going to really, die, but student debt forgiveness. So really weak ass legal justice justification that the Biden administration grounded its debt relief program in comes from the 2003 HEROES Act, which states that the federal government can cancel debts only in cases of public emergencies. With the public health emergency set to expire in the middle of May, there goes their legal argument. Because 
Because there ain't no heroes in America anymore. And given that, like, if they <laughs> they were actually <laughs> serious about canceling student debt, they would have just taken executive action granted under the 1965 Higher Education Act. This is clearly designed to just fail so that they don't actually have to cancel student debt, but then they can try to, like, try to blame Republicans for this, being like, well, we tried passing this, and then the, those evil Republicans sued us, and then they won in court, and now we can't have nice things. And, oh, by the way, we announced that uh, your interest rate payments are going back on within 60 days of this being decided in court, regardless of whether or not your student debt gets canceled. So have fun. Real with that. fuck you hours, really. Real putting the boot down. I get robocalls like twice a week from my student debt servicer being like, well, your application for student debt cancellation was approved, but we can't do anything about it because it's in court. So like it will be canceled if this goes well when it does when it happens we don't know but you'll have a nice thing if this happens just want to remind you again and uh the education department accidentally emailed uh nine million debtors saying that their loans had been completely canceled and then had to send a correction email being like oops <laughs> sorry didn't actually happen jesus uh <laughs> And then the education secretary tweeted, he's basically celebrating the death of the humanities. And I got put on like Twitter jail what? for like 12 hours because I, I tweeted at him that he's a, a national disgrace and should commit seppuku. Did you do that again? That's good. Do that. Fuck those guys. That's fucking crazy. The death of the... Fuck you math losers, you nerd ass bitches. I like math yeah. sometimes. Uh, fine. Sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah you know i'm i'm gonna stand up for science i feel like science, science is, is good i don't have anything against science i think we need a healthy balance of quantity and quality we don't really seem to be getting much of either no it's true we do need a balance. a lot of arts is science anyways you can be like nerdy about it and look at it that way no but yeah. the tweet was something like uh celebrating like uh okay <laughs> Something about like you know getting ha, a lot, giving tweet. people access to like uh, <laughs> getting careers for the industries that matter or whatever. What like fucking making money for like some stockbroker like jackass? Yeah. Like come on. That's not the only cool. thing that matters is that you have like a hundred computer towers doing calculations at the same time so that you can squeeze a quarter of a cent out of like fifteen different hedge funds. Mm. That that's the secret to life, man. I mean, yeah, you gotta get that ethereal. People talking about like you know they. they don't want to be alienated oh. like oh i love i love cats no. all this garbage Ugh. you can see a lot of cats on tiktok give me a fucking suit and tie Just mention of tiktok So another tell, we tell, live in a terrible country. instead of, <laughs> instead of like crypto mining we're just like just uh, we're just like Finding a way to like build up like computer <laughs> towers to steal money oh from rich people. I was trying to come up with a good Milton Friedman joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was fun. great. Leave that. You know, I actually oh, saw a video God. of him getting uh, having a pie thrown in his face the other day on Twitter. Isn't Milton Friedman like dead as fuck? Yeah, but there was a video from like a from a couple decades ago in which he was like oh. at a thing and someone like walked up to him and threw a pie in his face and then like ran off. Went to the graveyard and dug his corpse up and threw a pie at it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd like that to be true. I'd like that to be true. But the problem is we live in a terrible country. Isn't that true, Joe? It is. Yeah, with all these cop motherfuckers running around. These gangs of police running around. Talk about it, Joe. Well, mm. yeah, that's, that footage was not, not fun to watch. I haven't watched any of it, bro. I, I had to... Like, this is how I watched it, is I watched it on a YouTube video of Hassan's stream of him watching it. So I didn't actually watch it. I just heard him describe it. It didn't sound good. Nope. I don't get why you like Hassan Piker, but we're, that's a topic for a different day. Because he can describe... Describe a video to me so I don't have to watch it. Because he's. I don't like go to him for like fucking ideological advice. Yeah, he is also, you know, he is pretty hot, dude. Come on. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I have never watched a single Hassan Piker video. I haven't even seen somebody. Actually, that's not true. I have seen a response video to him, but I have never actually seen one of his videos. I've never dude, seen like him, this... but I also know that like he bought a $3 million house and also okay. claims to still be working Fuck class. Up. He yeah, claimed he... to be working class, dude. <laughs> he's been honest about the fact that he is a nepotism baby. He knows that. He's not shy from that fact. As long as he's honest about it. Yeah, he is, dude. But my whole thing was Hassan. Hassan is a good place. Like, if you're a teenager who's like a progressive or like even like a fucking like leftist goddamn liberal, like watch Hassan oh, so and like basically hope... like the Twitch version of like the Majority Report. He's a yeah, he's a little bit harder edge than the Majority Report, but like he's a good way on the pipeline. What he is is like for the conservatives that are so brain dead that they literally will not listen to somebody unless they're like Sigma Chad. Hassan Piker fills that niche. Like, he yeah. can be the fucking Sigma Chad of the left. And I don't really watch his stream. I don't have to pay attention to him, but I'm glad other people do, you know? Works for me. Yeah. That's a sufficient answer. Talk about the police being a fucking corrupt, brutal gang of fucking criminal pieces of shit. That's an accurate way to describe it. I mean, the institution as a whole has always been, like, rotten to its core. At its very foundation, it's always been about, yes, they protect and serve the interest of capital. They protect them from us. They protect and serve these nuts. Yeah, they serve yeah. some ice cream. Ice cream. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they murdered this. They murdered this guy <laughs> over basically that. nothing. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting how the one bit of footage that they did not disclose to the public was what happened at the traffic stop that made them decide that they were gonna just hunt this guy down and beat him until he died. Basically, that's the thing that they never show these body cam footage of, like when cops murder people and it becomes high profile. Why in the fuck are they doing this in the first place? Because uh, they're cops, and that's what they do, you know? What What was the reason? At, what, what at the traffic stop that gave them the feeling that something was illegal? Or what was he doing to justify this? I'm literally telling you what they did, is they were cops and they felt threatened because cops are trained to feel threatened in all situations. So. Well, yeah, that's that's what I was trying to, like, oh, without explicitly saying. It was saying. being ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's funnier than I give him credit for. Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. All right. Yeah, fucking, we gotta end this institution they call the police. It's bad. They opened the new police station in East Boston. We'll talk about that in a little bit. This idea that, like, we can reform the police, that's not possible. At the very least, what this kind of does, if liberals actually are not completely disingenuous about their position about police reform, is that, like, their answer is like, oh, we don't need to, like, defund and disband police. We just need community (laughs) policing, whatever the fuck that's which is worse we just need cops that look like the people they're policing yeah five black dudes beat this guy to death 
actually, there was a sixth guy who just got fired, uh, a white cop, and he was in a in a unit that required like 40 hours of crisis training or whatever. What's the first thing that this guy is shown doing on the footage? Not trying to talk to this guy, just reaching for his taser and tasing the fuck out of him. So there was also one dude literally just standing there, kicking him in the fucking head over and over. Yeah. So the guy who's like hitting him with a taser. Is this Tyree Rick? Tyree Nichols yeah. I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah. Nichols is being tasered by a guy who spent 40 hours going through like crisis training programs. How are these trainings going to solve police brutality when violence is still the first answer for these guys? I have to get fucking trained on crisis intervention and I work in a fucking, I'm a recovery specialist. I still get the run, uh, hide, fight training, even though they're reconsidering that now. I had to do my CPR training today in Southie and I went to the wrong goddamn building. Oof. CPR training is good though. It's, yeah. I like CPR training. No, the oof about you went to the wrong building. Well, I'm not saying, Joe. Anyway, I didn't mean to go, (laughs) I didn't mean to take us off the rails there. Anyways, the victim's name was Tyree Nichols. There we go. At least in this case. Jesus Christ. There we go. Yes. It's, it's yeah, just important it, we it say sucked. the victim's name. I want to mention there's um another recent murder of another unarmed black man by the Cambridge Police Department. Saeed Arif Faisal. He was killed by the Cambridge Police, you say? He was. He was shot by them? Well, fuck cops, you know? Fuck 12. Say it, Joe. 1, 2, fuck 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, day. 10, 11. Fuck 12. There we go. Yeah, uh, uh, cops are, I don't know, man. They are yeah, class scum. You know what they are. They're shit. All cops. That's what I do into their mouths, you know? Farting all cops, all cops eat yeah. Scott's shit mm-hmm. from his ass. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> me kicking all the cops that come for me. That's, those are, they're just Scott's turds. Just slapping Violently. <laughs> One of them dropped an item, apparently. Damn, Scott ate Taco Bell before this encounter. That's what's happening. <laughs> Oh, that's some really bad Chipotle. I got the one cop that had the item, and that's what that was. Anyways, um, what tomfoolery the dado do now? Ha <laughs> Um, well, <laughs> you gotta be more specific. About that is like the what, most minimalistic. <laughs> but, uh, the United States is now sending 31 M1 Abrams uh, battle tanks, along with some Bradley fighting vehicles. And Bradley? <laughs> And, uh, United... Why is it named that? What the fuck? They're named after dead generals from World War II. Uh And so... That'd be kind of fucked up, wouldn't it? What? Well, did they die? They didn't die in World War II, did they? No. That would be fucking hilarious, What did Bradley do? Was He just got, like, taken out by a tank, and they were like, you know what? Let's just call the tank the guy's name now. Yeah, That's how we honor him the most. That's just a funny name. The Bradley... God damn it. That's just so good. Uh, The Bradley. Well, the Bradley's named after Omar Bradley. He's the general who oversaw the Normandy landings. Oh. What did NATO do? NATO uh, has been pushing for, you know, Ukraine's been lobbying NATO to have European countries give them tanks because the Ukrainians Mm. are not winning this war despite all the propaganda suggesting otherwise because... Ukraine is a small country? Well, it's also because they've lost a lot of their tanks. They wouldn't be begging. Where'd they go? They got destroyed by Russia. Oh, yeah, right. And just leave them somewhere. Where'd we park the tank? (laughs) Eight, seven? Dude, where? where's my tank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sean William Scott and Ashton Kutcher on their latest adventure. The Germans are sending uh, some of their leopard tanks, and wow. they said that they were waiting for the U.S. Wow. to approve sending their own tanks before they'd allow their own tanks to be sent over there, because I guess Germany is definitely understanding that they are they are the beta in the relationship between them and the United States. It should be fucking illegal for Germany to name its tanks, like, cool names. Yeah, it really <laughs> should be. Why? Because, dude. Right. One of the things that worries me about the idea of sending Abrams tanks and Bradley fighting vehicles is that the United States is the only country on Earth that uses depleted uranium munitions. Sounds good. Yeah. Here's a blurb from uh, The Intercept about these specific kind of munitions. The technical specifics of these weapons could have dire consequences for Ukrainian. Depleted uranium is a common byproduct of manufacturing nuclear fuel and weaponry, and owing to its extreme density, ammunition made from the stuff is a fantastic way of punching through the thick armor of a tank and igniting everyone inside. But these anti-tank rounds also happen to be radioactive, extremely toxic, and have been linked with a variety of birth defects, cancers, and other illnesses, most dramatically in Iraq, where doctors reported a spike in birth defects and cancer since the Gulf War, when the United States fired nearly a million depleted uranium rounds, and then the 2003 invasion of that same country. Quote, uranium binds avidly to biomolecules, including DNA, according to Keith Baverstock, a radiobiologist at the University of Eastern Finland, former health organization researcher and longtime scholar of depleted uranium arms and their effects. Hmm. Where uranium is used in munitions, bullets, and bombs to penetrate hardened targets using its high-density munitions, the munition may shatter, and since uranium is pyrophoric, catch fire and burn, producing oxide particles which are partially soluble and thus potentially a source of systemic uranium if inhaled. Uranium particles may remain embedded in the land where these rounds were fired as well, presenting a possible environmental hazard years later. That's yep. fucked up that so you can, like, breathe in, like, uranium molecule, my god. <laughs> So we're sending vehicles that Horror fire movie. these munitions to destroy their environment and their populations. Like the cancer yeah. rate in Afghanistan and Iraq because of these munitions is through the ceiling. Actually, Iraq has a higher cancer rate than Hiroshima does at this point. That's a combination of like the way that the U.S. Army just devastates the natural environment wherever it goes and intentional warfare, which is not to say that like burn pits aren't intentional. Uh, it's just the the health effects on our own troops presumably were unintentional. It, it's only important if it's the troops. Yeah, man. I mean, some sometimes it's important yeah. if it's the troops. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, from the American perspective, it's only important when it happens to the troops. Eh, some, sometimes yeah, it's sometimes. important when it happens yeah, to the yeah, troops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once they're not doing the boom, boom, pew, pew stuff anymore, then, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. fuck them. You got some Agent Orange on you? Sorry, bro. Here. Sorry about that. Catch you next time. They got PTSD. <laughs> they want to shoot up a bunch of heroin. Oh, well, maybe they should have learned better personal responsibility is yeah. what I say about that. Go down to your VFW hall and get drunk like the rest of them. I mean, that's essentially what we tell them, but he's it's not, not wrong. wrong. No. <laughs>
It's not. I don't That's know what why to say. it's so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my entire He's client. Just telling the truth. Um, God. Yeah. Also worth noting, uranium is the heaviest naturally occurring element on How the periodic table. How long have we been table. doing that? Since Vietnam? Uh, for a couple of decades now. <sighs> There's also a company called Fiesta that like made... White people are the devil! They made like a bunch of cookware that you can probably find all over antique shops throughout the United States that are... It's all radioactive. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh god because they use uranium oxide as a glaze come on what the fuck what you really are glowing no i mean literally <laughs> yeah it's the episode of the simpsons the tomaco episode it's not that dangerous there's like there's tile glazes all over the place it's not that dangerous <laughs> <laughs> It's not going to kill you unless you like eat a bunch of it, but unless you eat a bunch of it, that's not the issue with munitions here. This is, this is refined uranium and it is intentionally being exploded to kill people. Huh. Uranium is at least in comparison to say gold, fairly common in the environment, although it never occurs in its pure elemental form. After the ore is mined, uranium must be chemically separated from its host material some kind of rock or mineral, and processed into an insoluble uranium oxide powder, mostly triuranium octoxide, called yellow cake. Even this concentrated powder is not particularly dangerous unless inhaled, because it is comprised of the same ratio of isotopes of uranium as the host material, that is to say, over 99% of it is uranium-238. This isotope of uranium is, in fact, so stable that it is often used as a radiation shield. It is only after the yellow cake is further chemically altered into uranium hexafluoride gas and extensively processed, e.g. in a gas centrifuge, that the enriched U-235 isotope is generated. As for the depleted uranium, this refined nuclear waste product, at least on paper, is primarily comprised of the aforementioned stable U-238. However, analyses conducted on depleted uranium munitions have revealed an array of contaminants. For instance, shells used during the Kosovo conflict contained plutonium, neptunium, and americium, in addition to highly radioactive uranium-236, an isotope only produced in nuclear reactors. Also, as Joe stated, depleted uranium itself becomes extremely toxic when used in munitions simply because it is a heavy metal engineered to explode into flames on impact, thus making inhalation, ingestion, and contamination of wounds all but inevitable. Comically enough, uh, the United States and the UK have ruled out sending F-16s to Ukraine, which Zelensky has been lobbying for. And this is one like passage wow. in the article, which I thought it was showed kind of some hilarious. restraint. <laughs> Quote: Ukraine fuck? responded by saying it would continue right. lobbying, arguing that the West had repeatedly said no to supplying weapons such as tanks before re relenting over time. Oleski Reznikov, the defense minister, said on a Reznikov. visit to Paris, "Quote: All types of assistance at the beginning." Went through the no stage. This means no. no as of today. I guess the Ukrainian government does not understand the meaning that uh, no means no. <laughs> is that you editorializing or is that in the actual? No, 
that last part of me editorializing. Very good. Yet. Very good. Fuck you, Ukraine. Not all of Ukraine. I don't mean that. I actually don't mean, like, I wish you weren't, like... Just Zelensky. I wish, like, your country wasn't uh, declared war on by pretty rotten empire. Like, you know, like, it's it's an unfortunate scenario, but, like, yeah, Zelensky's using it. NATO provokes this war anyways, because Zelensky is little more than their puppet. I mean, he's basically allowing for the privatization of the entire country. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I wanna... I still haven't found, like, the standalone video, that speech that he gave, but, like, his entire pitch to the world was, like... Come privatize the fuck out of this. (laughs) Yeah, it was, like, Ukraine is a great place to, uh... Come stockbrokers. War is great business. Like, Ukraine has a lot of opportunities to, like, bolster your investment portfolio. Come ye all. Money We could do weapons. We could do... We could do tanks. We could do financial institutions. There's a whole lot of... You could do cheap labor because we just banned the right to (laughs) organize. Ah, yeah, you can outsource buddy. your labor to us. The fuck we'll you do doing? it for Get over here. We'll do it for less. What you doing? Get premium prices. We we can charge even less labor rates. <laughs> what you doing? Get over here, baby. Come on. It's estimated Hurt that Zelensky wants to sell off like four hundred billion dollars in state assets to private investors. How many billion? I, I, one point what? Four hundred. Oh. So much more than just one. How the fuck much money? How do you get that? From whom? Where? What? Explain. That's a lot of money. <laughs> it is. What What do you want? <laughs> no, I just like, I just like the, uh, you like cycled through a bunch of like radio, like morning radio show voice, <laughs> like oscillator effects. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, there was a time I thought about doing voice work. Maybe. Anyways, uh, yeah, the, you know, goddamn war. What is it good for? Apparently nothing. I already knew that. It's good what for am I? Private it's good defense for contractors. Yeah. Yes, when there's blood on the streets, buy property. Ah, yes. Who said that, Joe? Famous, famously Marxist John Rockefeller. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we love it. We love it. You know that guy, like John Rockefeller. He had all the money in the world, and like yeah. he, instead of donating it to anything, like he literally just wanted to die with his money. So he had a bunch of it put into like making the fanciest and most obnoxious <laughs> crypt for himself. Oh my god! Yeah, he sounds Lying a lot the like walls with just his a fucking scumbag. Money. I'm gonna be buried with the servants. It's like Mr. Burns, yeah. Smithers, you'll be buried with me. And then they pull the thing open and Smithers just looks terrified in the grave with, with Mr. Burns. It's great. No, I mean, like, literally in ancient Egypt. When Jesus they Christ, Joe, I know. Why can't I make a fucking joke on my own show with you and not be like, well, actually, like, I know, bro. <laughs> I, I didn't know if you did. I know, yes, they would bury, yes, kings were buried with their fucking servants and their pets and shit, I know. The queen was buried with her fucking corgis, dog. There are people that? that still do that. Yes, the queen was buried with her fucking corgis. When they die, they want their animals to be euthanized, yeah. Yes. Yeah, wow. the, you didn't know that? Like, the queen had a request that her corgis wouldn't live longer than she would. Wow. I yeah. Did not know that, actually. And there was a video of them all being ushered away back onto, on, on like, onto a, like, a fucking plane, and they haven't been seen from since, so they're gone. Were there, were there like, two little, uh, two little coffins and one normal-sized coffin? <laughs> Well, she had, like, a bunch of them, so it would be more than just two. Wait, did she have only two? Ten little coffins. Yeah, just like a... <laughs> No, unfortunately, they were dealt with. They were dealt with. Jesus Christ. What's going on in Israel? Netanyahu's... Hold on, I gotta say something first. The Fuck fucking the cremation industry, dude. Oh. Who's setting those prices? 
That's some fucking. That's some coordinated. Why are you price worrying about shit? Because, because, dude, I have yeah, four okay. cats and I can't oh, yeah. afford cremation. I'm trying to get those skulls. I want to put those skulls on display. That would be fucking tight. So, if any of our cremation, so I. If any of our listeners I'm going can to go for taxidermy. Okay. <laughs> if any of our listeners can professionally bleach and treat bone, you know where to find me. Okay. <laughs> That is a great request. What's going on with Netanyahu with Ben from Philadelphia? Is he from Philadelphia? Where was he from? Baltimore? That was I'm a question for you, I'm not sure Joe. if this is bit or not. Oh my god, I'm going to have to look it up. Jesus Christ. Go. What happened in Israel? They've been busy committing atrocities over the weekend. Well. They started on Thursday by murdering 10 people in a raid on the Jenin uh, refugee camp, which people remember that was where Palestinian American journalist Shireen Abu Akhler was murdered last year. Tony Blinken, the state, uh, the Secretary of State, is actually in Israel right now, and apparently our government's response to everything that's happened the last couple of days is, "quote uh, It is what it is." End quote. Wow. So they murdered ten Palestinians. Two of them were children, and one of them was an elderly woman. Uh, they fired tear gas at the refugee camp. They fired tear gas at the nearby hospital, which caused uh, suffocation issues among patients no in the children's division of that hospital. They literally fired an ambulance as medics were trying to Wait. treat one of the people they shot. They fired an ambulance, or they fired at an ambulance? They fired at an ambulance. Okay, Dude, they have an ambulance There's a big gun. difference between those two things, yes. They have an ambulance <laughs> cannon, okay? <laughs> No, but I've oh. seen videos of like Palestinian like mourners yeah. holding up coffins being fucking pelted by like Israeli projectiles. I mean, that's what happened at uh, Shireen Abu Akhla's uh, funeral. Yup. Yes. <laughs> fucking scumbags. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was yeah. Thursday. On Friday, Israel launched multiple airstrikes uh, in Gaza. Yeah, they said, let's kill more. They woke up and were just like, they for killing. And then uh, apparently on Sunday, they launched a drone strike on a military factory 200 miles south of Tehran and apparently the US government is fine with that. A what factory? Some kind of military installation uh, in Iran. They build militaries. Wait, they fired on Iran? Yes. What? In the in like the international community was just like, oh, it's cool. It's cool, bro. Well, we Yeah, were. because we no one's well, I mean, everyone's it's like subtly pointing the finger at Israel, but no one's like outright blaming them explicitly. US officials said that it was Israel, but like under conditions of anonymity, like no one mm. in an official state capacity is on the record said it's Israel, but like that's what's being reported. So literally so nobody cares. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Officially, nobody bombed the, the Nord Stream <laughs> pipeline. The bombs just kind of materialized so. from Unofficially, the sky. I'm not sure there was where. like literally a woman who was like testifying before Congress like a month or two ago who literally said that like, I am, I am like you, Senator Cruz, very excited that like the Nord Stream pipeline is just a bunch of rubble on the ocean floor now. Yeah, that's weird how that happened spontaneously. What happened, you know? And now Germany didn't you feel the blew need it up? to like They could have blew it up? We don't know. We what? Can never tell. You know what? Can't tell. I think it was Russia who blew it up because mm, we don't have any, like, that would be a smart thing to do. Satellite to your, images. To your own uh, supply lines. Yeah, blowing up our own pipeline to own the libs. That's what yeah. I would do if I was I, a pipeline. Know. I would blow myself up. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck this. Fuck these humans. Fuck this shit. <laughs> this, fuck this job. Yeah. <laughs> Going this. home. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> fuck you. 
You know? No, but for Can real, I have like, my lunch break? They would oh, mug you every chance you. they got. They would rip your fucking feet off. Ooh. Shit with Israel-Palestine is like... How many war crimes can we do in a week? Well, it's... Ugh, not enough, apparently. It's just really disgusting, you know? The language that mm-hmm. the Israeli government is, like, teaching Israeli citizens to use about the state of Israel and its origins and mm. its right to exist right, yeah. and what it means to be, like, in indigenous there are people who literally emigrate to israel and then call themselves indigenous israelis yeah that's fucking crazy have you seen that video there's like a fucking redneck who's like i'm gonna take this house because if i don't someone else gonna do it yeah yeah i saw that video like what the fuck is that dude yeah another video i only watched once was like that that was too much how did that guy even pass like the jew test you know what i mean (laughs) Like, I don't yeah, want to I seen to Menorah. Uh, so, you know, dreidel, the dang, the dreidel. Was the I love Kipper. killing me some Arabs. I got, I have a, I sit on that seat every, every, every year. Get absolved from my sins. I, I say, I ask for fucking forgiveness. What do you want? I'm a Jew. Come on, give me that. Give me that. Let me, let me have that house. Come on. I got the curly chest hairs. Let me live. Let me live here. Come on. He's hammered as fuck at like TSA. Yeah, I'm probably, you know, I'm, uh, you're the last, you know, I'm probably too. Come on, let me get, get let me in. Come on. I don't want to be this character anymore, so. <laughs> did I sit, did I half, like, slumped on the floor, like, slurring? Did I do, did I say the right things? I wish we had Drew on, because then Drew could tell the story about the guy that got stopped at the airport because he didn't look Jewish enough. In Israel, or? It was by, like, the people who were organizing the right to return. Oh, yeah. That's disturbing i don't like it, it hurts yeah my brain no. they were vetting jews by just like giving someone a glance over and determining like this guy looks jewish <laughs> <laughs> swear oh. to god <laughs> i wish that was a joke but it's not <sighs> fuck israel again a country that shouldn't exist Oh, okay. Fine. You can no, say that about many countries. I agree with you. Most countries shouldn't exist. What, what, which, okay, which country, Joe, in your opinion, of all the countries of the hundred and so in this world should exist? I don't know. Vietnam? Cuba? Yeah, Vietnam should for sure exist. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. 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 Uh, yeah. I just wanted to briefly mention that Josh Holloway may ban. Ban? Nope. He's going to ban. He wants to get that TikTok banned out of this, out of this country, which would be funny if he succeeded it would be funny actually if he did that and then like that was the thing that like got him like the public notoriety that like got him elected president and then we would fuck it'd be bad uh, i think yeah. tiktok is on the like department of defense sanctions list for being like aligned with the people's liberation army i i'm not kidding I i'll get into it. it more in my segment but i'm i believe it well then fuck me go to your segment. what was up with the mbta then okay I might as well have a formal segment at this point called The Shit Jesse Had to Write Down Because He Made Too Many Mistakes Trying to Explain It Last Time. I could make a jingle for it, I think. Anyways, this is a story that Bostonians, or Bay Staters in general, have only gotten glimpses of over the past decade due to the MBTA's caginess. Well, finally, the curtains have been pulled back a little bit, and so I can bring you the tale of CRRC. First off, what exactly does that acronym stand for, CRRC? This was surprisingly difficult to find, as it appears nowhere on the company website or even in its English versions of the financial reports, but I believe it stands for China Railway Rolling Stock Corporation. 
This shan't be confused with CRCC, China Railway Construction Corporation, or any of the other acronyms that start and end with C, unless you enjoy having to correct yourself like I'm doing now. So, CRRC, China Railway Rolling Stock Corporation. CRRC is the world's largest rolling stock manufacturer. It is considered a Chinese state-owned enterprise, but it is publicly traded, with about 40% ownership by the general public. The company used to be called China National Railway Locomotive and Rolling Stock Industry Corporation, or LORIC. In 2002, LORIC split into CNR Group and CSR Group, but it remerged into CRRC just as one of the two groups was securing the contract that I will be discussing here. In 2014, as the CRRC merger was initiating, CNR Group won a bid to produce 284 train cars for the MBTA. After the merger, in September of 2015, CRRC dropped around $80 million to begin construction of an assembly plant in Springfield, Massachusetts. Though manufacturing wasn't set to begin until 2018, the MBTA contract was expanded in the year 2017, from 284 cars to 404 cars, which would service the red and orange lines. Then, once manufacturing had begun, the Trump administration increased tariffs on Chinese imports, including CRRC's suppliers, by 25%. This was Trump's, quote, trade war, unquote. The additional costs incurred have put CRRC around $18 million back thus far, though that number is projected to increase to $35 million, which is nearly half the construction costs of the Springfield factory. Then came the National Defense Authorization Act of 2019, which prohibited mass transit agencies from receiving federal aid for Chinese companies. This meant that the MBTA and CRRC were no longer able to seek federal subsidies for the new red and orange line fleets, despite the sharp increase in costs. In November of 2020, Donald Trump declared a national emergency with the issuance of Executive Order Number 13959, titled Addressing the Threat from Securities Investments that Finance Communist Chinese Military Companies. The order's goal was, ostensibly, to prohibit Americans from investing in any companies with ties to the People's Liberation Army. Remember, this was 2020. COVID supply chain issues were compounding as both the coronavirus and sanctions were pummeling Chinese manufacturing and shipping operations, as well as the American labor force. In June of the following year, the newly installed President Biden signed Executive Order Number 14032, titled addressing the threat from securities investments that finance certain companies of the People's Republic of China. This expanded the scope and scale of the prior emergency declaration. In October of 2022, the Department of Defense announced to the press that CRRC had been added to Tranche 2 of the list of entities identified as Chinese military companies operating in the United States. The department stated that it is, quote, determined to highlight and counter the PRC, People's Republic of China, military-civil fusion strategy, which supports the modernization goals of the People's Liberation Army by ensuring its access to advanced technologies and expertise are acquired and developed by PRC companies, universities, and research programs, 
that appear to be civilian entities, unquote. So what they're basically saying is whenever we Chuck- We can't have a nice spread line because it might be like advanced communist weaponry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like any Chinese <laughs> development project, they're they're like they're fucking spies for the for the People's Liberation Army. But imagine if they really were like, you know what? This this is how this is how we like overthrow America. <laughs> we make nice trains <laughs> for these people in Boston that actually work. That that's how I'll show them. Yeah. That's how the People's Liberation Army will will achieve conquest in Boston, Massachusetts by building them trains that don't catch on fire. Yeah, it beams communism into your head. <laughs> You have such a nice ride. You got that was legitimately something that the CIA was investigating, like because there was so much denial in the United States that communism was actually popular, like among working class and third world peoples. Yeah, MK Ultra. Yeah, they had to investigate if somehow they the Soviets investigate mind control. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They would rather pretend that the Soviet Union is sending fucking mind beams around the world to turn people communist than just, like, looking at their own shit policy. They would rather, like, spend millions and tens of millions of dollars dosing people on LSD without their permission and acknowledge that maybe they're the problem. Needless to say, though I'll say it anyways, the current financial agreements are a far cry from the initially agreed upon deal. CRRC is effectively prevented from securing any new contracts in the United States and has no incentive to actually fulfill its obligations to the MBTA. The MBTA's interim general manager, Jeffrey Gonneville, is eager to enforce the original contract's additional penalties of $500 per day for late deliveries of train cars. In a moment of lucidity, Brian Kane, executive director of the MBTA's advisory board, stated to Commonwealth Magazine, quote, They've already lost a ton of money and they're continuing to lose money with every car they ship, unquote. He proposed that the federal government ease tariffs and sanctions against China. And with that, I concur. I mean, it makes me think of that line from Empire Strikes Back of like, the deal has changed. Pray I don't alter it further. Oh, shit. That, that's that's, that's what basically happened. We can't even really blame Woo! the MBTA here either because... Because it's Darth Vader's fault. They have no control over what the federal government decides to do to China either. If they could, they would ask the federal government for more money so that they could resume production. But the federal government will not give them run by money. a bunch of dipshits like Eric Swalwell, Adam Shift, and uh, Josh Hallway. Get so many fucking emails from that Adam Shift loser. He loves sending me emails, and I'm just like, motherfucker, I don't care. Out of here. I love democracy. I love the republic. Alright. His campaign sent me emails, but they're addressed to my mom. Nice. That's good. That's Valerie, good. D- democracy is at risk, and like, you dipshits aren't even Valerie. regarding the right person with emails. Answer this email right now! If we don't hit our 5,000... Do, do, do agree with this? ...nightly donation goal, Mitch McConnell will personally whip his balls out, and yeah. he, will mushroom, he will mushroom stamp Nancy Pelosi in the, in the forehead. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. I was going to go with they're going to attach the electrodes to my testicles. Will you please give us $3 so that doesn't happen? You can save Nancy Pelosi's beautiful forehead from getting mushroom stamped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam, Adam Schiff. With your express donation. Yeah, look. Yeah, Adam, no, yeah, yeah, Adam, you Adam saw Schiff, what you happened know. to her husband. You can save her from the same face. <laughs> yeah. Like the email starts the headline. It's like, look, I tried, and then like the body is like, we tried to stop. No, you're, so, you're so right. You're so right. That'll be like the fucking. I honestly like. I can already see the action. You donate the next time. We can prevent it. We may have lost the battle. Oh, we'll win the mushroom staffing war. Hell yeah! All right. Well, are you done with the MBTA? Yeah. Was lousy. I was do want to say, players. like, I was looking for a strike fund for the uh, the teachers in Woburn. I didn't find one. So if you can find one, donate to them, please. I think we're helping. The DSA is helping. Oh, which is I don't good. care. Donate to them anyways. Which don't trust good. the DSA. Donate to anybody. Yeah, no, donate to everybody. Don't trust anybody. Donate to the source. I don't even trust myself. I'll tell you, you turn to trust. I mentioned it earlier in the episode. The new police station opened in East Boston. Today, of all days. January 31st, 2023. That is a crazy-ass day. That's a Tuesday. Anyways, what's interesting about that is that Sunday I made a little documentary about the station it's in the spirit of like james benning peter hutton uh like landscape slash like experimental surveillance documentary called a7 which is the district police district that's what they call themselves uh it's a little political text and i'm working on some more projects more video projects it's fun to do things that you like doing like that and i encourage all of you to pick up some sort of hobby like that yeah that's all i got Yeah, go watch it. It's on our YouTube. It's on my YouTube. It's on my phone. I'm going to try to figure out how to get it on my, uh, what do they call that? Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the exit. Joe, do you have anything to say? Not really. The, at the exit, do you have anything personal you were going to write anything? No? Okay, fine. My name is Scott. Oh, I have no more breath in my lungs. My name is, or yeah, air, breath. <sighs> That was a moment. That was a result of not having any more air in my lungs. Brain guy. You're not making it any better. Take a take a second. <laughs> I take a second. Compose. Compose. Breathe. Yeah, my name is Scott. You can follow me at least on Instagram at Sweaty Wife. Watching a lot of movies on the thing. Whatever. Figure out my life. Gotta I gotta return to writing. I've actually done that a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's me, Joe. What do um, you know? A line from a Spielberg movie. I wouldn't bother wasting time trying to find me on the internet. I'm too busy well, trying to get a cortisone injection. It, other healthcare nonsense. And 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 I muted myself when I started to say it. And he is a wave of man, Jesse. Man. I don't know what that means. <laughs> wave of man. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm a wave of man. And you can find my music at soundcloud.com slash Contingents Boston. T-O-N-T-I-N-G-E-N-C-E Boston. I have a slam recommendation this evening. Uh, it's a really good one too. Oh. Um, your slam recommendation this evening, thank you, is <laughs> the EP entitled "Human Pudding." What? <laughs> Band is peeling flesh. They just have like top notch vibes. 
They've been putting out like a bunch of EPs lately. They have a, a, a slampulation mixtape. <laughs> it's like a 20 track compilation. What the fuck? I'm so angry right now. Encyclopedia Metallum doesn't have their lineup. What? Yeah. That sucks. They're usually very thorough. They're from Oklahoma City, by the way. The heart of Tornado Alley. Try to remember the name of the vocalist. He's like this huge black dude. <laughs> so, so I don't know. Support them. Yeah, do it. Support them. But you're gonna find out their name in post and then like insert it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna insert it in insert it in post. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Insert that post. <laughs> Go to our Patreon. My brother told me that he listened to the the Parente. Is that how you say the guy's name? Michael Parente. Yeah, he listened to that series. Or the black shirts, whatever thing, whatever you posted. Oh, yeah. The black shirts in red. Was that Parente? That was Parente, yes. Okay, well, my brother listened to that. He said it was good. He was meaning to li- read it anyway, so he listened to it. So there you go. We provide a service over here, folks. We do. Well, you're welcome. Go to our Patreon to get more of that damned service. We love you. Um, Yeah, like I said, my name is Scott. I don't know. What do I say? We say, but tank do. But tank do. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm still surprised by that. Uh, yeah. It's getting late, folks. Why? Long record. But that's surprising. still are so excited when you say that when you're not go, excited oh. it's false oh you just, oh i hate it i'm just that's, kidding well that's worse I'm just kidding i don't have any feelings <laughs> about it his name is demontiel harris oh that's a cool name though yeah <laughs>